This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 108. What is the biggest mistake you can make in English without even talking? Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation and fluency for business and life. We believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Now, here are your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, coming to you from Arizona and Boston, USA. Don't make this body language mistake when you speak with an American person in English. Find out what it is and how you can avoid it today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Aubrey, I've got a question for you. A very important question. Ooh, shoot. Oh, okay. Are you a close talker? Oh, uh, no. Oh, and God. I really hate close talkers. <laughs> it is one of my pet peeves. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's funny. You would, we're talking about a cultural thing. And, and we know in the US, close talking is a no-no. But there are still people, just normal people oh, yeah. in, in the United States that are close. I'll, I'll meet them at parties sometimes and I'll find myself stepping back. There's, mm-hmm. They still exist. They still exist. Oh, definitely. And I'll say, jokingly, I'm like, you're in my bubble. <laughs> You'll <laughs> like, say, imagine call, a bubble okay. around myself. Mm-hmm. If they're in my bubble, they're standing too close. They and it is very it. uncomfortable. I do not like it. This is a great one, guys. This episode is all about body language, body positioning, and how important it is for connection. Um, You know, I know when I was teaching English in New York City, I had some students, uh, some students from Western Europe who really did at times make me feel uncomfortable. They would come to the front of the room and I had the board behind me. So just picture the students getting really close to me and I'm stepping back, but I can't go beyond the board, right? I hit the board at some point. That's as far as you can go. (laughs) (laughs) It's just too much. It's too much. I had a similar experience. I was teaching French in the Bronx and I had a lot of students from um, Latin America and like Puerto Rico, Cuba, and Mm -hmm. often they would, they'd come and stand right in and it was totally Totally normal for them. They didn't right. notice anything wrong. Standing so close to me and talking and touching often, they'd like put their arm, hand oh, on my arm. Or oh wow, yeah. It's and that's so a really good point. I forget the the walls right behind me. I can only back up so far. <laughs> and and when I was doing that, I wonder, are they noticing that I'm backing up? Are we? What's happening here between us? Right? Is this? Is there an awareness? So first of all, we want to start this episode by acknowledging that this is pure culture, and everyone sees Definitely. their own culture as normal. So we're not criticizing anything. We're not saying there's anything wrong with close talking in certain cultures. We're just talking about how people see it here in the United States, right? Exactly, right? Here in the United States, the average person expects a certain distance between you and them when you're speaking, at least arm's length. Okay. But I'm holding out my arm and that's not far enough. Yeah, I that's kind of two close. arm's length. <laughs> two are one and a half maybe, right? At the yeah. very least. I mean, if you're in a club and you're pushed together, it's different. But if you've right. got plenty of space, which normally we do at a party and anywhere, give people a little space. Was there, This has been all over pop culture too, right, Aubrey? For um, sure. Yeah. I know when, if, 
if you're sitting on a bench or like in a movie theater in the United States, we'll always leave a seat or two between us, okay. you know, some space between on a bench. If you're going to turn and talk, you don't want to be sitting with your faces nose to nose. Yeah, with, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. And there was a famous I'm actually trying to look it up right now on YouTube to see. Yeah. Okay. If you guys go to YouTube, uh, type in the close talker. Seinfeld. That's S-E-I-N-F-E-L-D. Now, this is a classic show. If you don't know it, you should know it. It's such an important part of American culture and, and humor, right? But they did a whole episode about this character, this, you know, archetype of the close talker. And it's hilarious. It is really funny. You guys have got to check it out. And like you said, definitely watch Seinfeld if you haven't. This is such great listening, speaking practice. Yeah. And this is really funny. It's just a character who would always stand way too close. And there are all kinds of funny scenes where someone would turn around and they're standing right there in their face. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm wondering if we can add something for our listeners here. You know, what would be something you might expect to hear from an American person if they're starting to feel like you're encroaching on their personal bubble? What could you listen for to say, oh, I gotta, I gotta move back. I need to know, you know, well, you know, what what did you say to your students or what, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I let my students know, um, because you know, you've got this teacher student relationship where you're constantly teaching. So that doesn't feel strange, but I would maybe turn a step back and just say, you know, yeah, uh, you're in my bubble. You you're I'd in my say, bubble. Okay. You're in my bubble. Yeah. yeah. Or um, I'll just say like, give me some space. Yeah, and you kind of you're mm-hmm. sort of being j- silly and funny about it. Yeah, in a way, you kind of have to make a joke out of it. Give me some space, and kind of mm-hmm. you could. If you're a teacher, it's easier because you said it's a teaching moment, potentially cultural teaching moment. Um, but it feels a little awkward if you just. Because it could seem aggressive, I think, to people if if you don't take it in a joke, a jokey kind of way. You know, exactly. Right. But I think if you hear a native say something like that and they seem very much like they're joking, right? If they're just like, you're in my bubble and they're laughing or give me some space. They're not actually joking. (laughs) They're just trying to not be awkward. They're trying to disarm the situation so that it's no one feels uncomfortable. They don't want you to feel uncomfortable, but they are they're going to back up to the amount of space that they're comfortable with between you. And then you'll know, oh, in the future, this is the space we need to have between us when we're talking. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, you know, and I love to dig into culture and the reasons behind things, right? Because that's how we kind of, we could stay away from stereotypes. We can understand why is it that in certain cultures, like uh, my student in particular that I'm thinking of was from Spain. You know, why was that? Why is it typical? What is it about the history of her country or the language or just the way people interact that is the reason that she was speaking so closely? Right. Well, I know that a lot of when I was in France, it was interesting. I had a lot of conversations where they they would sort of consider Americans very prudish ah, um, yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're so much more open and expressive and mm-hmm. physical touching and standing closer. And then right. Americans who seem so standoffish to them, mm-hmm. they so they would sometimes see us as prudish. And yep. maybe yep. that comes from sort of the puritanical history, maybe. Yes. But yeah. we are in a way a lot of especially conservative 
mm-hmm. you know, citizens of the United States are um, pretty prudish compared yeah. to the average European. That's true. But it's such a it's such a it's uh, it's kind of a weird paradigm, right? Because we are as a culture prudish and kind of puritanical, but we have this whole media culture that's very sexualized. Right. Right. It's interesting. (laughs) So I'm thinking of if you think of the average person in the Midwest, in, um, you know, the Northwest, if they're Mm. they're still shocked by (laughs) by that sexual culture. Right. That's true. They still they see that on the TV or hear something on the radio. They're turning that off. Music too, you Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I think of my parents' generation, a lot of the people I know, definitely. But with the younger generation coming up, it's much more accepted. It's everywhere. So things are changing in the United States. You're right. It is. I mean, even, you know, as an American going abroad, I think to Western Europe, it's hard to get used to the the kiss on the cheek or the in I think in Argentina, Mm -hmm. it was the double kiss or the quadruple kiss. But then you just get used to it. And it's not sexual, right? It's it's just friendly. It's like waving high. (laughs) Yeah. But other things too. I remember when I was an exchange student when I was 16 and we went to a public swimming pool and it was topless. And I I knew maybe there would be topless beaches. I didn't expect the pool, the public pool to be topless, right? Yeah. And so that was so, I know that I seemed very prudish to them and just very, uh, (laughs) you know, closed minded. I tried to be like, this is Mm. fine. This is normal. But I was shocked. No, that's interesting. And, and similarly, in Japan, I lived in Japan for a year and a half, the onsen, of course, you have to be nude in the onsen, as far as I know, mm. most of them. And that's, you know, and that's not sexual. That is just no, the exactly. tradition. Uh, and so these are things that we encounter when we go abroad that we may not be used to, but it's, yeah. So very, very interesting. Guys, I Well, would, and I think so healthy, I just want to say yeah. for a, a young person to yeah. be able to see that it can be not sexualized, right? Yes. Because really. in the United States, almost always nudity is sexualized. And I think that's so healthy to be able to get away from that. I'm excited Mm -hmm. to see culture moving away from that and any chance for someone to study abroad and see this can be better. This can be more healthy and normal. Yeah, I think studying abroad is the one thing, the one best thing that someone can do in college or even high school is even better. Um, or between high school and college Definitely. to open that mind from that young age, you open your mind to different ideas, different ways of thinking. And it's just so good. It's so good. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I would love to have our listeners come back to our blog on this one. Guys, this is episode 108. If you come back to allearsenglish.com, type 108 in that search bar, come back and leave a comment, you know, and let us know is this true? Or, you know, is this, uh, do you talk closely in your culture? Is close talking a thing or does it feel normal to you? And why does it happen? I would love to know from our listeners, Aubrey. Yes. So interesting to know. And let us know if you've had any experience with um, Americans where, (laughs) you know, someone was speaking too closely. How did they handle it? What's a good way that you saw for someone to let another person know that they need a little more space? I love all those kind of ideas. Come and share it on our blog. Yeah, good stuff. And guys, hit follow right now on this podcast. We publish four days a week and we believe Believe in connection, not perfection, right, Aubrey? Yes, exactly. All Follow right. Alders English wherever you find your podcasts. All right. Awesome. I'll see you in the next one. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, Follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.